welcome to Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana and Mani. So, it's been a very interesting time in the UK at the moment. The nation's in mourning um, and actually the funeral for the Queen was today. <laughs> but, we're going to move straight to pop culture pop news. Pop culture news! There's a few things that's happened yeah. recently in pop culture. Just a couple. Just a couple. Um, firstly, the Emmys. The Emmys. Yes, there was a whole list of winners that I'm going to bring up. First Emmys event since mm. the pandemic where people were actually in attendance. But was there any difference to the entertainment? Probably not. Yes, there was. Did you watch the show? Keenan was hosting. Keenan Thompson hosted the oh, Emmys yes. and he had a reunion. I'm going to, oh, you can't see, but I'm doing that in quotes with Kel. I'm sure that was scripted. Yeah, that was, But they made it seem like, oh, I had no idea you were going to yeah. be here. I'm sorry, when there's Keenan, there must be Kel. There has to be a Kel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I The thing is, I, I forgot that he was hosting. I probably would have watched a bit more. If he was hosting. I mean, I, I, haven't hosting. Heard, I haven't heard great things about the um, production. These award shows are never good. They're never they're, they're never well produced, I'll be honest. I actually feel like the BAFTAs pre-pandemic and back when they had all of the, like they had the writing categories in the main BAFTAs as well, mm. um, was enjoyable to watch. The television ones. Yeah, okay, I've, I never really watched the film ones. Um, I had to do some stuff for work around it, but they always split the, the craft and the main event. But, but they've been slowly edging more and more things into the craft awards. Yeah, the actual main event is nothing. Well, yeah. I mean, well, sorry, the main, the big winners, like the actresses. Yeah, it's all, actors, yeah, it's like so. basically to try and get, I think they thought that would get people watching is that like, if we put all the stars on, then yeah. people will come because they want to see the stars. They're not interested in, in what writers and producers. <laughs> it's like, well, actually... The people that actually make the scripts <laughs> that the actors actually read. The people that made the show. Yeah, yeah. no one wants to see them. No, my favourite thing, I think it's the Oscars or one of the awards shows where they do all the big... You know, the big categories in the main show, and then right at the end, you see like a five minute breakdown of like all the key like other awards that are just like the, the leftovers. So like, oh, winner of best animation goes to winner of best this and this. And you're like, wow, I really wanted it to see. It would have been nice to see. Yeah, I wanted to see what you were considered as the small awards, but that's still someone's hard work. Yeah. Like behind the scenes. There was one that would be like, oh, during the break, these are the people that won awards. <laughs> you're like, oh, we didn't even bother to show those. So let's keep it going. You're like, this is crazy. Imagine like you get a phone call saying you've won an yeah. Emmy and you get dressed yeah. up and you go with your family, you win your win your award and then you come home, you're like tweeting about it. Look, watch the link to the Emmys because I'm going to be... No. <laughs> like, where were you? No, bitch. Who? No. Ekin who? <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> And because it wasn't on TV, did it even happen? Yeah, the, no, but I had my awards with actually, me. Awards. Yeah, but the award doesn't actually come straight away. So actually, and uh, depending on... Yeah, depending on the category, you may not get the yeah, award. Yeah, you might not get yeah, the award. You may be waiting three months to get that award in your hand. There was a story about when End of the Fucking World won a BAFTA, the production, like the actual series yeah. won a BAFTA. Yeah. Um, one of the producers did a thread on Twitter about how basically BAFTAs were like, we're only giving you guys free statues yeah and it went to like two of the producers maybe in the right and then he was like i was an also a producer not only was i a producer i was the person who actually like developed this like oh, there would be no. no show without me and the bafters was sort of like that's not really our problem and he wow. basically had to convince the production company to pay to get an extra one yeah but even there even their three that they got well, they had to pay for 
That's really bad. Come on, BAFTA. That Isn't it the BAFTA votees or the um, contributors? I thought they gave money to be part of the BAFTA mm. cohort. So you would think some of that money will be able to cover a couple of the statues. I don't really know how or it works. more. Because basically BAFTA is a little bit like um, Soho House. Yeah, exclusive membership only. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Award shows in general are interesting because people campaign for them. Is and then people vote and then the voting cohorts are very interesting and you see how that's reflecting the actual winners mm -hmm. and you know the the whole call for more diversity the whole call for more inclusion and the slow very very slow changes we're seeing yeah i think that that was one of the things that like one of the shabiest things that i learned didn't exist once i started working in yeah. tv which was i thought that like people just recognized your show no. and were like sorry this show was incredible yeah. but actually you have to be like can we win an award please yeah. we really like our award you know there's some companies that have like legit like marketing and publicity team just based around awards only like yeah. they, their whole job is to campaign for your shows to make sure it's put in a for your consideration spaces and that's just their pure jobs to do that so it's um it's a business out there. Yeah, it's not yeah. my dream, which I thought was just like people just calling up one day, but we recognise your talent, and you're like me, a me? whole me. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> it is not like that. No. At all. It's your boss being like, we'd like to nominate her for like best screen, like best producer or whatever, please, so that we can win the award. Or the studio be like, we want awards. Yeah, we want to win the streaming war. And it makes sense because. Disney, and I'm sure, and, and Netflix, as soon as like the Emmys happened, yeah. there was a lovely row of shows that was like Emmy nominated yeah. or Emmy oh, winners. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. that's how they do, yeah, that's how they do. So, but talking of the winners, yes, which we should congratulate because they deserve it. And they deserve not just for their talent, but also for great campaign skills. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were top campaigners. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing campaigners. But I think it's also well-deserved is Kinta Brunson. Mm -hmm. Um, she's the creator of Abbott Elementary. Mm. Have you watched it? Yes, I've actually watched it. Oh, you have? It. I loved it. I, I actually, watched it this yeah, week. Did, yeah. Oh, this week. Yeah, yeah. no, because I, I, I don't know. I, I, I remember when it came out in the US yeah. because people were tweeting about it, but it wasn't on here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, then it comes out. Yeah. And then like Disney Plus very quite, Disney Plus haven't quite figured out my taste yet. So the yeah. things that they market to me are like things that I would not watch. Yeah. And then they had the Emmy bet. winners and I was like, ah, oh, yes, you guys have elementary. So I watched it. I would say this about elementary. It should be more episodes. Yeah, I think. Cause it feels like a TV, like a, a network comedy. Yeah. I think so it should be 28 episodes. 28 yeah. no i i think it definitely 22 felt, at least i feel like if they did 21 or like no maybe even 18 that's fine i definitely feel like probably when they greenlit the show it was kind of like a test so that's why they only gave them like what eight or ten episodes or whatever i think it was ten yeah it was it wasn't very long but also because 30 minutes as well it was a really nice compact show but yeah it could have been longer and i think maybe the new series will have that because they saw how much of a success it was um but yeah, it was a really great show. Super cute. Yeah, if you know Kinta, she's from like BuzzFeed Days. She used to do that other show, the Black Lady, Lady sketch, sketch Show. Me. She was part of that for series one. And she used to do a lot of stuff on BuzzFeed. That's how I remember seeing her. Yeah. yeah. She used to do this video where she was like a character who's like going on dates with guys. And then she'd be like, oh, you got money. If they spend like, if they got her popcorn at the cinema and stuff like that. <laughs> But the bar other, is low. The bar is really the bar's low. Got the thing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was onto something. But my favorite video, favorite thing of hers was that the sketch is she's out to dinner with her boyfriend, yeah. and the waitress is like I don't know winking at him or whatever, and then he like smiles at her and she's like why are you smiling at the waitress? And he's like oh it's nothing. Calm down. 
And then she stands up and then she starts, a, and it's a song about how she was going to fight him. Wow. I think I, we should link it in the show notes. I think we should. It's very yeah, good. We do, we do, yeah, please send it to me. It's very catchy it. as well. I, really I heard it. I was too. like, you should release this. Yeah. Especially from her like more internet days, she definitely gives me the same realm as like Issa Rae. So that's why like I feel this like nice affinity to her yeah. in a sense. But I'm very, very happy that she's had this success with the show. If you like Parks and Recs, if you like The Office, the Office you will love a bit elementary. And I think it's a really great show. And it has if also- If you love schools. If you love schools. <laughs> even if you don't like schools. If you like shows about like, if you like Waterloo Road. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like TV, TV shows about like school. Like skins, but be, imagine they're in private school, school. And it's like, not about the students. It'd be like um, educating Essex. And it'd be like bad education. Oh, bad education, yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, then you'll love it. And I think it's just a really fun show. And it also um, stars um, everybody. <laughs> what is his name now? Tyler Jesse Williams. Yeah, something like that. How did I remember that name? I, yeah, but it has Tyler him. Tyler Jesse? James? No. Oh, Tyler... Oh, James, go. isn't it? I think I've just used a guy from um, Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just, I'm just giving it now. Um, wow, everyone wait with Beta yeah. Brown. <laughs> you guys are listening to me like, it's obviously X. <laughs> I am like, just like, Google, Google, Google. Who was his name? You have to agree to the terms and conditions. His name is Tyler James Williams. Tyler James. Oh, okay, I was close. But um, yeah, it features him as an older guy. I think he. Not as an older guy, as a guy. (laughs) You're saying older guy, like, now people are going to think he's wearing, like, a grey beard and a wig. He's himself. (laughs) He's playing up himself as a man. He's not... He's not... Chris from Everybody Hates Chris. But if you're so used to watching Chris from Everybody Hates Chris... That's a really deep voice. He does, yeah. I was like, um... But again, you're so used to seeing him as Chris when he was, like, the cute little, like, mini Chris Rock. He was playing Chris Rock, but he he was getting beat by What's-His-Face, his dad. I can't remember the guy who played him. And he's oh, also in Brooklyn yes. Nine-Nine, which is also a really great show if you like uh, Abbott Elementary. Terry Crews. Yeah. But apart from Kinta, we also have- Cheryl Lee, Lee Ralph. Yep, and she did an amazing speech that I listened to some of it. I'm like that person that I find it really odd if someone just bursts into song. Yeah, I, I've, I've not watched any of it oh, for that reason. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Pink cringe. Yeah, no. Even if the person's a good singer, I she, just tense up. I, she's, yeah. She's, yeah, she's a dream girl. Of course she's going to be a great singer, yeah, she's but I was amazing. scared. Yeah, because I don't know where she was going with the song. So I only listened to like the first like 10 seconds and I had to like fast forward. She gives me something really inspirational, which I think is just incredible because she's the second black woman to win an Emmy of a supporting actress since like in Jackie. In comedy. I think in the comedy since like Jackie, mum, in Sister, Sister. Yeah, I know, but that's crazy. Yeah, I know. No one ever won an Emmy for um, Insecure? No. Hmm? Issa won for writing or... Yeah, I think Issa won for writing, but never, even Kinta won for writing. She didn't even win in the acting category. Yeah, but it is an ensemble show. Yeah. To yeah. If, yeah, for, sorry, for this particular role for Cheryl, she was an ensemble and she was... She wasn't like the head teacher or anything like that. I think basically and she was up against Janelle. As she was well. yeah. She was up yeah. She was up against yeah Janelle who played the head teacher. Head, head teacher. It was an amazing cast. So many of them yeah, got the nominated. Cast is brilliant, yeah, actually. So I mean, it was well deserved, and I would I would have been disappointed if there was not any wins. There for should the show. be an award for ensemble. 
They well, that's like the best title, right? Or best no, um, they should show. be an award specifically for a an ensemble that's sure so not... perfectly crafted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like no one, no one dropped the ball. I think it would be a very hard category to um to vote in. Like you or your show could arguably be a bad show, but the ensemble <laughs> is not the fault. No, no, I the so- the ensemble is not at fault. The ensemble is perfect. The show is bad. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at the categories to see if there's anything that says ensemble. Everything is very specific to the type of genre yeah. or the type of like. Skill. No, there isn't. There's no ensemble. It's like there was there's a sketch basically a show for like a variety show. Yeah. For <laughs> SNL and yeah. the Black Lady Sketch. Yeah, that was it. it. That was it. Yeah, it was a bit. What, I don't know. A weird category to have. The category's clearly only been invented so that SNL can win an award at some point. <laughs> but SNL always wins. I know, but it's just silly. Yeah. yeah, that that could be up for ensemble. Yes, actually, it's someone an ensemble, should do yeah. an ensemble award. Oh, I'm sure they will change things up as time goes on. I or... don't think it'll be an SNL because there are some duds on the on the cast. There always is. They are, but it's part of the ensemble. That's the whole <laughs> so good thing about the, the good thing about being on ensemble is that you have some good and some bad, and the good cover the bad, and the bad disgraces the good. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, can we? We'd like to say congratulations to Matthew McFadden who won. Best supporting actor in a com- in a drama. I think it's comedy. It's a drama. Is it? No. Yeah. Succession is actually listed as a drama in the Emmys for some the, reason. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm now just checking the categories as you're speaking. It's taking forever to find out. In a, in a drama series. In a drama series. <laughs> in a drama because series. Because I saw that he won, and I thought yeah. it was going to be comedy series. It's yeah. a drama, and I said, "Oh, people are casting in a Succession um, as a drama." As a drama, wasn't it? To me. <laughs> no. That being said, that when I first watched Succession. The fact that it got plugged to me by so many people, like, you have to watch it, you have to watch it, because it was very close to home in terms of my workplace. Like, you have to watch it. It took five episodes for me to get into it. And they were like, that's the whole point. You have to really push through. And I don't really push through for most shows. If you can't get me in the first, like, 30 minutes, I'm done. But I did I did push through, and it was a great show. But one of the reasons why I didn't particularly like it at the beginning is because I felt like it was so... It was serious, but trying to be funny. Yeah. I think so that, I, yeah. I thought it was a drama. It's a comedy. Until someone told me it was a comedy. It's a comedy. And you're right. You don't get into like episode five when you're like, oh, the d- jokes are actually, yeah. you're realizing there's probably more jokes than there is like drama. Yeah. Um, and then you get to like series three and it's like very little happens yeah. Yeah. in the show. But just like qu- quick whips. Yeah. The yeah. way that it happens yeah. is funny actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all the points where it gets serious, you, I, I don't know. I always feel so uncomfortable. Really, I, that's, like, and I feel like that's the point. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, turn it off. I'm like, oh, oh girl, no, candle. To me, to, like, yeah, to me you need the drama the part because it's like the story is now building that. Or you you start to have a heart or sentiment towards the characters because I think that it was the show was designed where all the characters you actually hate. Like, oh, so it's a drama written by fan- comedy writers. Oh, yeah. Jesse Armstrong uh, oh, yeah. wrote Peep Show. Oh. So it's... It's a it's it's an interesting it's a conversation that we always had at work, which was that like comedy writers can yeah. write drama, but drama writers can't write do comedy. comedy. It's is a very particular skill. Yeah, and not everyone has it. And it definitely works. But but you're right. Succession it took a while to like it's land in its yeah. category of like this is funny and yeah. a drama. And yeah, it's a hour long comedy. Essentially, that, that's I think that's one of the reasons why I was like I can't push through because I'm not really getting it. You have some drama moments and then you have like what's his face, Samit McCulkin, no. Kieran Culkin, Kieran Culkin, just like throwing a couple of like funny whips and trying to be like the cool guy. But then you can tell there's something deep 
completely disturbing <laughs> about him. There's something deeply wrong with him. So, I don't know. It To me, it's a great show, but it definitely takes a long time to warm up. But the some, best part some, of that show yeah. is what well, Matthew. Because <laughs> if you think about it, Logan is in a drama. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. Right? He's in a drama constantly. Yeah, constantly. I think uh, Kieran Culkin's character, whose name I can't remember. Roman yes. is in a comedy constantly. Yeah. I think Tom is in between. Like in those moments where he's speaking to Shiv and being like, I love you, do you love me? And she's like, it's business, baby. Or whatever, like being incredibly cold towards him. You can see in his face how much he loves her. And how she couldn't care less. Exactly. <laughs> and he's really great at conveying that. And then also when he's with Greg, it's just like wall to wall. Like him and Greg as a pair really alleviate that show in places. Yeah. Also think Greg absolutely deserved the I nomination because he he's brilliant the, in the I show. Love and he's, he is in a comedy he's a as a character. Oh, he's a talking as well. We're not doing that here. <laughs> well, he actually is. He's like almost like six, seven or something. Yeah, like that. we know he's a talking. But why did you have to say it? I just well, I everybody, also... anyone who's seen him knows he's a talking. Rebecca, <laughs> actually, he actually, on actually, you would not know that because the way that they film it is, you would think Greg and Tom are like on the Maybe same level. So close though. No, but but really, you're not going to sit here. There's some really smart. He's a short king. He's not a short king. Is he not? No. He give me short king energy in the Greg show. Greg is just very tall. Yeah, Anyone next to him is going to look like a short king. He just he has the gravitas of someone who's a short king with a bit of He's Napoleon. He's not a short king. Enough. A Napoleon enough complex. Of the That's what king. I was trying to say. That's enough of say. the short king nonsense. I didn't even say short king. I said that Greg is a Don't short king. Don't ruin his weird. His high, he's on a high now. We've just said that he's Literally. the best part of the show. And then you're saying he's a short king. No, Stay I'm, not, I'm not talking about Tom. I'm talking about Greg. Well, Greg's a short king now. No. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely not. But I would say Tom, yeah. I think Tom provides this humour to the show. He's perfect for the show. Money. I honestly. Money has a massive support. I do. I want Matthew McFadden to be everywhere. I think it's crazy. I think that Matthew McFadden could have had Benedict Cumberbatch's career. You said that before. I think Benedict Cumberbatch thinks he has what Matthew McFadden has. And I will fight. Anyone. <laughs> As we said, we're going to have an episode where we talk about the stars and the actors and performers who have it. We already know who Molly's going to say because she's going to die on this. Some um, people have this. it. And I'm just so glad he got recognised for having it. No, I think he's Shelley right. Ralph got recognised yeah, for having, having it. it. She's yeah. got it. I on the show, been, yeah. she's not even like... She's not the main... She, she's, she's not the most... I think she's like fourth billion, fifth billion. She's not, she's not, not the, the one who's doing the big ha-ha no, funnies she's in not. that. But, but she but she's the heart. on yeah, all, all the, the time. time. Actually, no, she, I would say that Cheryl's role... And she's really... Her role, her character's very lived in. Yeah. Like, that feels like a real person. Yeah, exactly. She just provides the heart to the show, whereas Kinta is very naive. Tyler is, like, figuring out life. He doesn't um, want to be there. He doesn't want to be His there. Energies, but, I don't want to be Yeah, there. but he's always... Spoiler alert, please watch series two, but there's a I potential know, I, love I, interest. I will say this about that, really briefly. Go on. I'll buy it. Let's wait on to series two. Yeah, let's wait until series two. We'll talk about it when series two comes out. Yeah, we will be talking about Abbott Elementary when it comes out. Because the reason why I feel like they always do that with these shows. Yeah. Like Parts of Recreation in the Office, it's always like, you have to have a love. You do though, because I was like, okay, we're getting into the episode, who's in love with who? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we care? No, because that's the nature of these shows. (laughs) There has to be, even if it's not your main character, somebody needs to be in love with someone. Yeah, true. Who they work with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Parks and Recs, 
for one weird reason, I didn't particularly care about her love interest in the first couple of seasons because the guy came, what was his name? Yeah, but it's not- He it's, came a lot later. It's not even Leslie's love interest that Leslie you're interested does, in. Leslie's it's April, not. like April and Andy. Yeah, true. I was like, love, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. They'll April and Andy, April and Andy made me they, know that I wanted to watch the rest of the show. Really? Because I, I was like, I'm April. Oh, so you need your Andy. Yeah. So you're <laughs> chubby king. I'm looking for my chubby king with no job and no prospects. <laughs> <laughs> he's homeless. He's currently living in a tent in a pit. <laughs> but I also like, um, liked Anne and Rob Lowe. I can't remember all the names. Yeah, no, they were like, and probably that, the hottest couple they were really of the hot. couples Yeah, they were really the hot, show. yeah. And also I would say in real life, they would make a really beautiful couple. Yeah, but Rob Lowe is just like, I feel like him and anyone. He's a very handsome yeah, man. Yeah, true. What's her name in real life? And Rashida uh, Jones. Rashida Jones. She's also really beautiful. Yep. So yeah. Everyone on the show is beautiful. Yeah. There's not one ugly on the show apart from that senator mm. who oh, is so led from um, um, girls. Who? You know, there's a guy who who when Leslie's like council becomes councilwoman, council councilman Jam. That's his name. He's also led from girls. I can't remember him very well in Parks and Rec. He's in the later seasons. Okay. And he's trying to get Leslie um, recalled oh, from the council room. Yeah, I, the thing is, I didn't watch... Very different characters. Yeah, very and that's different. that's why he, good character actor. Because does, does he have it? it took me a while to recognise him. Too. They're completely different people. Yeah, I don't, because the thing is, I didn't even know... I would say I recognize him, he I must have it if he can play... Two characters that I wouldn't think could even exist in the same universe and somehow they are both you yeah. are the conduit for both of them that's true i do think we need to probably define the limits of what or the qualifications of what it can be we will be an because ongoing of, because you discussion have, because you have some great actors who may have it but they may not have the it that you want to see what no that's not how that works if you have it everyone wants to see it you can't have it and nobody wants to see it no, okay sorry let me take that back you may have some talented actors who are great, but they just don't have the it factor that you would go and pay good no, money to watch them in the movies. No, there are good actors who are always consistently good. They don't have it. They don't shine. Yeah, that's the thing. Example, lead. Mm, no, because I, I think that it's very difficult because I've watched Girls several times. Yeah, whereas right? in Parks and Recs, I have not. I've and I've watched Parks and Recreation yeah. several so, times. But you didn't even drop that reference. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. I watched Parks and Rec during the pandemic and I just watched it once all the way through. It wasn't one of those things where I went back to like friends or, like, where I can just like jump in an episode or even The, the Office, which I would happily, The Office US, sorry. Thank God. That I would happily <laughs> watch again. I didn't mind the UK, but I I've did. never watched it in you should. I tried. No, I've tried to watch. I've tried to watch the first episode five times. I don't like. It. I don't no, like but, Ricky Gervais. But, okay, so he was, doesn't was, have it. That was what I was gonna say. Really, uh, I don't know. But I was gonna say like, <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't like, if you didn't like episode one, bar Ricky, I would have been surprised why you liked episode one of The Office in the US because it was the exact replica. Um, talent. Some people no. have it, and some people don't. And Steve Carell has it. I think there's something about him. He's oh, endearing. Also, I think we then need to define: does it mean globally, or could it be regionally? Because I think some people in the UK will say Ricky has it. I don't like that it. <laughs> I don't. That's not my it. No, her <laughs> it is now starting to sound like an ick. It. You know what we should do? We should do uh, this an it list an 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 and that. <laughs> <laughs> that may give us some real clear parameters. Well, we do our 
first live show, that will be what we talk about. We'll have a person, a powerful presentation of people who have, and then we'll let people in the audience, they can nominate people. That's true. You can come up and you have five minutes to like, basically convince us that the person that you want on the list deserves to be on the list. Or if we've got it wrong and put the it, person in that should it be in the yeah. it pile or vice versa yeah i think that makes if sense if we put someone in it and you're like no not him you get five minutes five <laughs> minutes everyone or maybe one let's see how chaotic i we think we should be. do one because it needs to be short and snappy like if it's an it person you don't even need to explain it you should just say name one name done no i think maybe two minutes <laughs> oh god because you need an introduction middle and the end wow we could be here for a while <laughs> you, you might tell like those people are gonna want to come to this what if five people in the crowd do you know what it makes it great and they're all our friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make it funny we'll just make it like a group session and then we'll just continue guiding the conversation yeah. they'll be like cool so what we do next week and then <laughs> and number seven on the ick list is <laughs> That's the reason why we had this whole podcast to begin with, yes, you know? So we could we could just continue to annoy our friends. <laughs> okay. So um, do you have anything yeah. else to say well, about the No, I, I will say that apart from the, the three that we pointed out, some really great winners, I think some other big hitters were Ted Lasso, which I've still not watched. I've never watched it. I, I do want to watch it. I do too. Yeah. It's on my list. Yeah, it's on the list. Um, um, White Lotus, which yeah. is very good for no one's seen it. If, if you haven't seen it, you should go watch is it. Is that the comedy where they go to like that? Wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it a drama from HBO where they go to this like recreational center and they all wrong? Like, I don't know. It is a it's a show about a hotel. What's the genre? Is it the genre is drama? White Lotus genre. Has it got Yvonne Orji in it? No. Okay. It well, has. I'm, I'm oh, Jeremy, it has. It has um, Natasha Rothwell. That's it. There was someone from Insecure in it. Okay. Yeah, she was I nominated. Know. She deserved that nomination. She's brilliant in it. Yeah. That show, great ensemble. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has Jake Lacey in. Do you know who Jake Lacey is? Like he's in the office those. uh which character? in the end at the end you know when they're free new the no i said that's when i stopped watching the office okay. wow she calls herself a fan i followed steve carell and he had the it factor but the other guy will you, you think ed helms doesn't have, oh so you didn't even watch it to see ed helms no you think will ferrell doesn't have it and i think he's got it but i just didn't i just didn't feel like he had it on the office oh because I was yeah so but he was a temporary he was basically he was always gonna oh, be temporary. oh i saw i mean yeah so basically from the minute steve left so did i do you think idris had it on the office did you were you there to see i idris? watched idris in it it was all right i think that idris Elba is probably that's the funniest he's ever been and do you know why that's sad because he had a whole show on netflix that was supposed to be a comedy was it turn up charlie yeah that one wasn't funny i haven't watched that but though. him is this like he's straight buttoned yeah. up it just it was weird it was weird to see him like that it was weird but it fit the show in terms of like the energy of like up until that point we were all along for the ride of like the office being kind of ridiculous and then you have someone coming in who's like no we're just gonna do work no and this, you're is, like, this is the actual job guys shut up <laughs> <laughs> you actually paid now to I'm, do this i'm backing them to get rid of you <laughs> <laughs> even though you didn't do anything wrong you're just like hey this is a job and then the best part is that he doesn't like gym and everyone oh, yes, likes gym. gym yes i remember that um and the first time i watched it, i was like right get rid of idris i love gym but then the second time because i got over gym i was like yeah get him no get him i love gym i love gym he was just endearing and just yeah yeah but you love gym I do love Jim. It was really Bet sweet. you love Jim. I do love Jim. Um, but yeah, talking about other good ensembles that won was Succession as well. I think we talked about it already. So they, they Succession were the, is a fine show. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's a good show. It's definitely a grower, not a shower. 
And on that note, I think we're we're good with pop culture news. Change the transition right now. I don't like that. Segue. Yeah. <laughs> don't like that. Segue I at actually all. thought it was really smart. I hate that. I hate that so much. But I think you know, definitely with Succession, is it's definitely one of those shows that you need to warm up to. You know, something else really random. One. It's like an electric blanket on a cold day. Well, doesn't it warm up quickly? It's electric. No, it doesn't. Sometimes it takes some time. How many electric blankets do you have? Not one. <laughs> Yeah, because when I visited like um like my cousins and they were Why are you lying, bro? You actually got found it. out. Actually, you know what? It's like an electric, like a heated seat. It takes time. When you're in the car with heated seats, it takes time for it to warm up. And when it starts to heat up, you think that you're about to pee yourself. That is what... Wait, <laughs> what? My sister has a car with heated seats. And when she puts it on, sometimes she doesn't tell me that it's on. So like yesterday, she was driving me home. Right, and, and you mean you the, feel like you've the, wet yourself. Yeah, like it feels... suddenly your legs Yeah, are, my legs and my backside oh. is feeling warm. And I was like, what's going on? And that's what succession does. It's like a gradual... Increase in heat. This is <laughs> deeply like revealing on your part, and I think low-key embarrassing. But um, let's if you've had a heated, if you've ever sat in a car with heated seats that's not been heated from the minute you stepped in, yeah. you will hundred percent relate to what I just said. I didn't make me feel like I wet myself though. No, I just felt very warm. So talking about succession, it was a succession to one of my favorite dating reality but shows. But it wasn't a success. Oh, it absolutely was not. <laughs> it was a succession, but it wasn't a success. Uh, one of my favourite reality dating shows is Love is Blind. Series one, because it was, it's absolutely amazing. We actually have real couples that got engaged, got married, and still together. Now, season Absolutely fantastic drama. Ex- exactly. And Doesn't yeah, feel fake. Exactly. It feels like people who are themselves being themselves, being embarrassing, exactly. being messy, being you know yeah all the things that love triggers in a person exactly it's the right balance of love drama and romance that's what we want and we're going to talk about it a bit more later on when we talk about the review for this week but series two on the other hand hey flop city <laughs> population one this show was a flop from start to finish <laughs> What he lacked was the romance, but what he did really well was the drama, and that was the problem. The minute I started to be like worried about the show was when we saw all these girls, like really different women, mm. a plus size women, mm. smaller women, taller women, yeah. like just a real variety Tall of girls. Tall queens, short queens, all the queens. And then the people that we ended up with was like eight white people, <laughs> two black people, and to Hispanic and and Indian couple don't get me wrong I do think that like it's so important to have Asian representation um like just people of colour yeah um but if the person is shake Jesus really really question your thoughts because they put deep I'm sorry they put deep tea in an unsafe situation but it still didn't make sense to me as somebody who's watching series two when Shake was saying that he's never dated an Indian woman before. That was one episode. The next episode, they were getting engaged. Yeah, but I was what did so Deepti say in response? I've never dated an Indian guy before. So, so they, they were, were the use- same. Yeah, they were the same. And they were using it basically as an experiment, which I know is what the show is about in a sense. But it was just a recipe for disaster because he but, could never see her beyond Auntie Dipsy. But I think that in Deepti's case, I think it was a case of like, I've never dated an Indian guy, but not by design yeah whereas with shake it was by design yeah true 
Yeah, true. The fact of the matter is he is a, it's got a lot of issues with yeah. himself, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you to feel that strongly and to be like, I can't see her as anything other than an aunt. Like, you hate yourself. <gasps> you hate yourself. You really have to dig deep when you're like, I could not date someone who looks like me. What does that mean? Yeah. That means you think people that look like you are ugly. That there's something wrong with people that look but like you. But that's you in the mirror. Exactly. And the thing to aspire to is whiteness. Yeah. You you have to get help. <laughs> I think he's in a relationship with a white guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so. made him incredibly... I'm sure that will make him very happy. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Because if you... Yeah. If you... Like, that sort of thing doesn't go away. Like, him yeah. having got that white woman is not going to make him suddenly feel like peace with himself. Yeah. He's always going to be feeling some type of way. Yeah. And now if she leaves him for a white guy, oh, triggered. Yeah. Anyway, Shake wasn't but, at the... Yeah, he, he wasn't at the reunion and he definitely was not in the uh, consequent episodes which they call After the Altar, which I, I actually appreciate Netflix for giving us this like, additional like reunion of where have they been, how are the couples. We had the three episodes of Love is Blind After the Altar drop and I think we should just go into it. Actually, before we do because there was a lot of news announced before the ulcer dropped, <laughs> because some of the ulcers did drop for some of the couples. Um, basically, within a space of like a week, where yeah. the two couples that did survive, because it was a survival, perfectly honest, <laughs> by the end. The two couples that remained were... Diana, Jared, Nick and Danielle. Exactly. So before the extra episodes dropped, it was first announced that Jarrett and Iyana were um, divorcing. And then literally three days later, four days later, maybe, Nick and Danielle also announced that they were divorcing. And I don't know, because the timing of those announcements was way too fishy. Well, you know people think that they sign a contract when they go on the show. Yeah, I think like... And their contracts were up and that's why they got probably the divorce. Like, yeah. I think if you get married on the show, they go, you've got to stay married for at least a year. Yeah, maybe. Because why have you why have you both divorced at the exact, exact same, same time? time. I, it's given you guys were forced to do this. Kind of, but I also think with Nick and Danielle, I think that maybe the trigger was filming the episodes. No, uh, yeah, probably filming the episodes, but also I think once they saw that Iyana and Jared did it, they were like, oh well, at least we're not the first couple to divorce. But then that means that you wanted to get divorced for a long time. Perhaps again, adds more fuel to the fire about the whole contract thing. Yeah, but if you watch the after the altar yeah iyama and jarrett are having a hard time and that's nick yeah. and danielle are like life is great we yeah. love each other so much so that's my biggest issue with the after the altar series because i really appreciated iyama and jarrett for being so transparent in their relationship like we're having issues she's moved out jarrett is still doing the same nonsense that he was doing in the actual series because she was really concerned that he was partying too much he was all out out of the house constantly, never wanted to be at home. And she was a homebody and they just never could see eye to eye in that. That was some of the issues when they first were even, they hadn't even got married by that point. No. It was during that process of them getting engaged. That was some of the issues. Yeah. But I appreciate that they were transparent with that in the show. I didn't particularly appreciate Nick and Danielle and them hiding everything and being like, oh, we're hosting this party because I could, it's probably true they were having issues during that special, but I just didn't want to admit Did it. Did you feel like they were hiding it? Because I actually felt very much, weirdly, things were, there were things I felt watching it, mm. even though they weren't saying. Like, I felt that what Danielle did often was Nick would be talking mm. and she will cut him off and finish his sentence for him, which if you guys are in sync and everything's good, it's lovely. But like, whenever she would do that, he would just like, you could see him sort of just shrink into himself a little mm. bit. Like, not want to be confrontational, mm. And be like, I was talking, let yeah. me finish. Yeah. 
So he would just be like, I was like, imagine if you've been doing that for the past year. No, I think that's for the cameras. I honestly think that was that would be for the cameras. But I don't think of the two of them. I don't think he he was ever confrontational on the show. It was always no. her. Yeah, she was confrontational. And the minute he opened his mouth and tried to be, say something that he felt, then she'll go. Yeah. she'll get really hyper emotional. So I'm then, saying that yeah, I imagine the pattern that's now developed. If you've made it into a year, maybe is yeah. you're doing stuff that's winding me up, and I just have to be like, mm. I love this until it bursts. Like that's you're holding every single bit of anger, resentment, pain, or or just like wanting to speak out and be transparent and you can't. I do respect them for trying it because I personally think that Nick is gay. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think, let me, let me rephrase this. I think that Nick doesn't like girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So I really like Nick. I feel like when you hit, see him in comments, Nick comes across very much as a, as a friend. He came up as one of the, one girls. the girls. But in the conversations when he's with the boys, it doesn't come across like he's no. one of the girls. I feel like he's just a person who's like, this high speech girls, this high speech boys, this is what you do, right? You think- but he doesn't come across to me as someone that you like, you're like, damn, I want to go home with Nick tonight. Like, he just, it, it's not, it doesn't make sense to me. I think that in the series- I'd be best the, friends with him. Yeah, I think it'd be lovely to but be like, friends with. take anything, off your clothes. Put them back on. <laughs> <laughs> be nude. Get that jacket, throw it on yourself. No, I would say that in the series, Nick was definitely one of the girls. Do you but, think they're attracted to each other? Because I also feel like he does not come across to me like he no, actually finds her attractive. Not massively. I didn't, I didn't get that in the series. And I think, that's why I think with Nick and Danielle, I think there was a lot of like image perception and they were, they were doing stuff for the cameras, I think, for the after alter part, because in this main series, Nick came across really like one of the girls and then really kind of like down for the gossip type of thing. In the after the alter special, he definitely kind of reined that in. Yeah. And it was actually Danielle that was doing most of the gossiping and most of the, like the messy stirring crap up. So I think that he probably saw how he was and yes. how he was perceived yeah, in series like... two. And it was like, you know what? In the main series, I was like this. In this one, I'm going to step back, keep my mouth shut. Danielle, you could be messy. I feel I'm like everyone was doing that to an extent, yeah. though. That I think, and, and that's why I actually think the issue with um, After the Altar was production. I think yeah. it felt overproduced. Yeah. I feel like there were so many moments where people were like, oh my God, everyone keeps asking me about... I'm like, don't yeah. acknowledge the show. Yeah. Like, like, don't... Yeah. It's become a bit self-referential in a yeah. way that makes it feel fake. Yeah. Just, we're here to see how you guys are doing now. Just yeah. tell us how you're doing now. I don't want to hear about how you have seen the show and, how and seen yourself on the show. Yeah. And how you're, oh, there was a bit where they were like, oh, um, I didn't break that many tables. I've only ever broken one table. Um, but like, I was like, I don't even remember this bit from the show. No. Like, half the things you're bringing up, I don't remember from the show. There's too many inside jokes that based on what they saw on the show, which... Yeah. Perfectly honest, it may not have been a big thing had the show not happened. Kind yeah. of thing. There was but a bit about um, that dude, um, Sal's guitar. Yeah, the ukulele. I'm like, ill. Even, <laughs> even with Shayna and Shane and they're chatting, and I, I have so many thoughts about that whole interaction, or their multiple interactions, that made me feel like, oh, they're just playing into this. Okay, I'm going to give you exactly three minutes, and you have to say, this is to test out our live formula. Okay, yeah, you're saying people on. only need one minute. All of your controversial thoughts about after the altar. Okay, okay. wait, go. Shayna and Shane had an affair. Um, they were boning during the series and after the series as well. Um, Sal and Mal- Mallory most likely cheated on Sal before the engagement. She did not want to be with him. 
but she was more than happy to get together or get married for the sake of the show so it could be a success um it's not a controversial opinion but i absolutely did not like sal bringing the girlfriend it was it felt really triggering so triggering to have that girlfriend there because i felt in that sense i felt so so sorry for mile it felt so awkward and it's like it's like i could feel it you know like if you if you like someone and they bring their significant other you're just like Ooh, and you don't know what to do. The scene with the girlfriend speaking to Mallory was even worse. Just icing on top of the take. Because what was her what was her need to speak to Mallory? Mallory and was... She, I'm, sorry to yeah, cut go you off. On. I'm, I'm just jumping in. No, go a, on. I, Mallory was a better woman than me because I would have fought that girl. Yeah, I wanted to see First a fight. First of all, he's come over to me being like, oh, I just want us to be cool. Like, obviously, I've moved yeah. on, blah, blah. I, this conversation's already hard enough. Yeah. Then your girlfriend goes over and she's like, comes over and she's like, can you go... So I can speak to my... Like, we and you don't have nothing to talk, talk about. about. Yeah. And then you actually left. And now I'm sitting here talking to this girl. And she's like, Wait. thanks so much for letting me come. I didn't let you come. No. If we're going to be real with each other, I don't want you here. It's... So don't come over and thank me because now I'm feeling... It feels like I have to be like, yeah, no, I want you here. I don't want you here. Yeah. I don't. Also, the Do girlfriend, death for clout. Nightmare. Absolute she... death for clout. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm too much. convinced that I have seen her acting in something before. Yeah. She's an actress. Absolutely death for clout. She's an actress. And Continue. the thing is, of all the guys... Sal ain't even it. Sal is not even the guy. If you want to be famous, you go with Shane or you go with Shake. Shane? Hmm. I'm really concerned about Shane. I'm concerned about I was about concerned Shane. about Shane in reunion because my guy looked rough, but here, I'm concerned about he him. looked so rough. When he was like, I'm moving to Panama, it's like somebody he's, needs he's to, you guys up. need to do an intervention because he's not okay. Okay, no. I don't know what it is and I'm going to just throw it all the allegedly's in the world, but I was like, if this is not drugs, I'm really worried. Okay. And then my last controversial. Oh no no! My last controversial yeah, queen, Carl and Dixie were already boning. I don't know all this conversation. We're friends. We're friends. We're friends. We benefit. You were benefiting already from the friendship. This was no conversation. It was not needed. They should have got together. I don't think it was gonna last because I remember in series two in the reunion, and even in the series, Dipti said that she wanted someone with a similar value in terms of her religion, and she's Hindi. Carl is an atheist, so to me, is a recipe for disaster. Done. Wow, that was three minutes. My turn. Okay. Go on. Controversial opinions are, like I said, I don't think that Danielle and Nick have any chemistry whatsoever. I can't (laughs) even imagine what the past three... When she said, he spends more time with my sister and my mum than I do, I said, if this is not a sign that old boy hates you, I don't know what is. If this is not a sign that this man loves Nick... (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. 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 I don't know what it is. I um, I really like Nick in that couple. That's the problem. Of yeah. the two of them, I like Nick. I don't really care for Danielle. Um, and so a part of me is like, you know what, King? Well done for putting up with this free. I don't know what was going through your head. You need to go out. And also, the other thing that was really heartbreaking was him being close to her mum and her sister. Do you remember when we met his mum and sister? No, I can't remember. Oh, they were just really cold. So bad. That was probably the darkest episode of that show. They were, they, were just they so like, her? this is a massive mistake. Uh, something that you would They're do, really of course. They were like, but in a way that was like, you're dumb. Like, you're stupid. Yeah. This is the kind of dumb shit that you do. Oh, I hate uh, it. Um, so I'm glad that he's found a family, but now he's lost the family again. So oh, no. Nick. Um, but he may find his new family. His, Kyle and Deep T, by episode two, I was like, I don't want these two to get together. Why did they have to have so many conversations about what are we? But I like you and you like me. Yeah. But what if we do this and it doesn't work out? But I like you and you like me. You guys are over the age of 30. Yeah. This is embarrassing. Yeah. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Natalie, 
Stay pressed. Everyone's trying to tell you to not be pressed about the situation. You need to be pressed till you go to your grave. I don't want Shayna or Shane to ever have peace in their life. I want Shayna to be walking down the aisle. You're in the crowd saying, this woman was texting with my boyfriend when I was with him, my husband, and you will never know peace in this marriage. You, your husband is dumb because Shane and you and him, you're in a marriage together. I want you to stay pressed, Natalie. 30 year old gang, we need to be no. messy AF. I, I feel like Natalie should just like, she said her piece, move on with your life. She's hot, she can get plenty of other men, just not shame. Stay messy. No, just forget. No, your... because I get. No, uh, but like good, good guy. No Shane. Shane, what you, Shane, you already knew was a messy guy. But you could meet When him, he called you be... Shana, that was the beginning <gasps> of the end. That was the nail in your coffin, and you were there going, but I still love him. Oh, get him. My, so my last Sorry, sorry. No, absolutely. My last, controversial, my last controversial thought is this. This is the bleakest mm. reunion or post show I've ever seen. None of these relationships are functioning in a way that yeah. they should. Deep Teen Kyle, I honestly, I just, how could you go through the pods and then still come out and be being um and ahhing about what it takes to be in a relationship? So you guys both signed up to marry a stranger. Yeah. And now you two know each other and you're still being like, I'm speaking on the phone to him for seven hours and I don't know whether we should be together. What are you talking about? Grow up. Um, I also believe in my heart of hearts that Ayana mm. is 2,000 times better than Jarrett. Oh yeah. yeah. And again, for her to be having the same issues she had at the, in the season two now, it's just, this is proof that this whole season flopped. Because no one has grown and no one has changed. Shayna, Shayna has grown the most by being like, I'm not gonna stay in this messy pool of people dating anymore. Mm. I'm gonna find someone outside the show, do my thing. Yeah. You guys all need help. You guys all need Jesus. <laughs> I didn't think you would say that, but that was exactly <laughs> what I would have said. No, you I do. Yeah, it's true. it's not making sense. I 100% are you, sorry, before I jump in, are you done? So I can. Yes. I would say 100% agree. Ayana is a representation of someone who has healed. She had a lot of trauma. Ooh. And I think that she's worked through a lot of it to be very secure on who she is as a person. That's why I think she steps out and said, I'm gonna move out because I cannot deal with this mess. I've tried, she's tried multiple times to tell Jared, we need to find a way for us to be able to live together, to have this marriage, to understand what a marriage is and building a relationship that doesn't involve you going out, doing multiple different jobs, staying out of the house and not being with me. And the way she would speak to Jared, she spoke to him in such a, I would say a very transparent and honest way, like this is what I'm feeling without it, you know, causing arguments. So there was so many times in the show where she's saying like, you're not doing enough. But she's not saying it in a way that's actually triggered him to be like, well, I'm doing all the things and being, you know, trying to beat, you know, beat his chest and, you know, become like an alpha male. She was just saying things in a very genuine, genuine and soft way. But it was very honest as well. And he also accepted it. And he was like, yes, there are things I need to work on. And that meant that, I'll be honest, it means that she was saying the truth. She wasn't just saying it to nitpick at him. So I do think that there is a maturity that she has that Jared has just not been able to grasp. And I think it was going to take him very... It's gonna take a very, very long time for him to get to that same level as her. And I don't think she has time to waste because she knows who she is. And I think Ian is a very good representation of someone who has healed or 
Or is trying to Or trying to heal or is the best like a more advanced stage of healing than Jared. It would be a mistake for her to stay in this relationship because it would be reinforcing stuff that she's supposed to be working through, which is that people that you can give someone a hundred percent and they can give you forty and then you just have to accept that. She said, No, if I'm giving you a hundred, you should give me a hundred. And he couldn't give a reason I felt like in the show as to why he had to be outside aside no. from I like to be outside does I mean, he think he's the only person he likes to have a good time no and I think ultimately I think I think he just didn't love Ayana enough because there's many men when they get married they're in the house they become home buddies you never see them wife guys yeah yes or in, and same thing with women they'll get married you never see them for time or even girls that get into relationships yeah they just they get so absorbed in that relationship and it's you know everyone has their own opinions about that but it means that they really prioritise it. That's, it's just a sign that they prioritise this relationship over other things. Whereas him being out constantly shows that he had not prioritised that marriage. No. Which is now a marriage, it's now a commitment. It's not just like we're doing boyfriend and girlfriend. We're not just in the pod where you can kind of have a, have a joke and you know have a joke in the pod and then go out. I, I still think that maybe his heart was still there with Mallory. If they got together, him and Mallory after this, I would be saddened because I think it would just be ridiculous. I don't think, I don't be think be it sad. will happen. I don't I think, think I'd be sad yeah, yeah. though either. Be, I just think everyone on this show is messy. But, <laughs> but I do say with series two. Say Rihanna and Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> They're the only two that I'm like, actually, oh, and Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna, Natalie, and Nick. Nick I want, yeah. can't wait to see Nick's big gay wedding. Oh my God. Allegedly. Um, but I would say that, you know, with series three coming up, I really hope that they use the learnings from series two to to really lean into that romance and look for people that want this relationship. Go and because, cast people who've never seen the show. show ne- yeah, Don't cast people, people who've seen, seen the, the show. show who really want to be in relationships because that's why series one worked. That's the reason why you have the success of Lauren and Cameron or Amber and Barnett. Like those are the yeah. reason why we have those success stories because they really were invested in this process and also because it was new. That was yeah. also one thing that like, it was new. No one knew what was going to happen. But we are able to get such successful relationships. Even some of the ones that didn't make it down the aisle, they're still the other couple. They broke I up now. I think everybody they, learned something. something yeah. From that Whereas show. here, I don't think there's been much growth, and it's quite sad to say. Like, and I do agree with you. Shane is the only one that's grown from this. Got a whole engagement and got married. She's yeah. got married since the special. Oh, it's just like, what is everyone doing, and what mindset did they come into this pods in? Was it the mindset of like, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna get millions of followers and you know make a YouTube channel, make money, or I'm I'm actually coming in to find my partner yeah. who I'm gonna get married to and build a family and build you know build a life with. And if there's an opportunity for some fame or if there's an opportunity for us to to support you know Love Is Blind on a global level, that that is that. But I'm ultimately looking for love. Yeah. That was missing from the series. I agree with you. I think that there's an issue with a lot of these dating shows mm. where like. The first season ends up being the most authentic because people don't know if it's going to be successful, if anyone will see it. It really is like you're coming in as your, the rawest version of yourself. And then, like, usually the deterioration of the casting happens over several seasons. But it's because so many people watched it because we were in lockdown that when season two came, they just got the worst people yeah. coming on the show for the drama. And it's watching after the ultimate, we think so many of you should never have been on this show. No, no. There were so many people not that, right for this so show So many people were not ready for marriage. And I think with these shows, and I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of this genre, and we're going to talk about other shows. Um, oh, we're going to talk about we're, a big one well, next. a big one next. But I love this type of show. franchise that I watch, I know you don't, is very American, is The Bachelor and The Bachelorettes. I've watched quite a few seasons now, and the issue with the most recent ones in comparison to the earlier ones is that, one, we're getting less marriages, less success stories, because... Then casting a lot of younger people in the consequent season. So that 
like but the bachelor is probably in like series 20 plus mm. like it's 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 been around for a very very long time the success stories are the the couples that got married who joined the show when they were a lot older they had or they were more established or they know what they wanted or they were really into the idea of they want to get married whereas these recent series they don't want to get engaged which is the whole premise of the show the whole premise is you know the bachelor picks you know his final pick and they get engaged a lot of them don't even want to get engaged and likewise with the bachelorette the bachelorettes will end up chasing the guy and pleading for him to propose and it's like how are we having shows where the women are the leads and they're still chasing the man for the ring it's just so bad and then you have loads of like younger contestants who are just their instagram followers mm. there to get on the other show which is called bachelor in paradise which is very similar to love island mm. so you just end up not having people there for the right reasons which is like a one big tagline for the whole show it's like are you there for the right reasons are you there for the right reasons and some people aren't yeah. and, uh, and it's actually quite scary even now the people that have succeeded in their relationships are those that have not got engaged so there's quite a few bachelor and bachelorettes who have just like left as just being boyfriend and girlfriend and they're more successful than the people that got engaged at the end because this type of process just no longer works yeah so i would just say like for series three my advice to the production team is just i mean i've already filmed it it's coming out next month but oh my god seriously yeah it's coming out next month i would hope that for series three, and we can talk about it when it comes out, they pick the people that really are there for love, yeah. that are really here to find someone that they can build a, a commitment with. So yeah, that that is my that's my hope for series three. I definitely want drama because there will be drama. There will be people that will love people in different pods, but I really want romance. That's what we watch for the show. Yeah, ultimately, it, like a show about dating needs to have romance in it. Yeah. It doesn't have no point of it. But we will be talking yeah, about another dating show that I think, honestly, of all the dating shows, is one that I would consider going on. For real, right I after this break. So this week, we are talking about Married at First Sight, season seven. Season seven, UK. UK. I think we have to be clear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There are quite a few that's going on at the moment. I, the US is going on, which I am watching. Um, there's Australia, but I don't think that's currently live. No, I've, I haven't watched the last Australia one, which seemed juicy because I remember so, seeing quite a few tweets about yeah. it. But after watching that one before, I was like, this, this is, is actually a, too chaotic it's, for it's me. It's too much. But I loved it. Because, yeah, so did I. It was hella juicy. But yeah. I was also just like, I feel ill. Yeah, it was, it was a lot going on. So many couples, so many mixing. But that's, you know, that, again, going back to Love is Blind, that is why the drama... The drama, love, romance balance was not working with that season, but I wasn't complaining. We were also in lockdown, so the drama is what I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really helps. Not yeah. being in lockdown, it also probably um, contributed to my depression. <laughs> Watching Married at First Sight Australia and knowing that like someone's cheat, like two people are cheating on their partners, yeah. and the partners don't know, made me so tense. Really? That I was like, at the end of the episode, I was like, I feel like I am like I've done something wrong. Like I should tell you that you're. Oh wow! I didn't know. Like no, it just made me think that some men are trash. Trash women. So so, and some women too. Because she wanted that. She was really pushing for it. Anyway, both of them were garbage people, and I hope they. I think they broke up. So yeah, they did. They did. Um, you did say that this was the show that you would consider going on. So let me explain why I consider going on the show. Um, it is specifically because there are experts. Are there experts though? No, but are there experts though? Whether or not, I mean, I don't know the qualifications, but I mean, the conversations where they're on, where they're in the chairs every week, where they're choosing whether they're going to stay or go, where they get to talk to someone who 
who has looked at their relationship and can articulate certain things that they might not be able to articulate it would be very useful. Mm. Like, I feel like there's definitely been times where they've come in and this was specifically for the couple where the guy was a stripper. Yeah. There was one point where, yeah, I think. not one point, throughout the series, I'm, I guess we're getting into it now, yeah. where he was definitely putting her on a pedestal and being like, I want to be perfect for her. Mm. I want to quit my job for her. Mm. I want to be the guy that she wants. And it's like, you're not really thinking about how she don't like you. How do you feel about that? And it took the expert saying, how do you feel when you hear her say she's not attracted to you, she could never be attracted to you, you're just friends? And that was the first time that he was able to even articulate, and he barely did. He was like, she's a great girl. I don't know what was going on with him, but I was like, listen, you need to stand up, because yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. That the person is saying, in in no uncertain terms, what you do for your job, turns her off. Mm. Um, the fact you that you live actually, at home, turn yeah. her off. You're not even physically attractive to her, so your physicality mm. turns her off. I think and you're still that, like, I love her. And also that he was a father as well. I think that was a tenor for her. But like you didn't, and I, I don't know, but in that couple, I genuinely had a question towards the end where she mm. suddenly had completely done, it felt like a 180, but maybe it wasn't. I like completely turned on him. I was like, I wonder if this woman's ever dated black men. Like, are they that's, are they matching yeah. people with people who don't physically find them attractive? Because that's really fucked. And that's the reason why I questioned about the experts. And I, I'm talking from the background of someone who's watched some of the other, like, franchises, um, with the, like, the US, where I have seen, and I think it's been quite clear, that they have matched people who are opposite for dramatic yes, effects. Yeah. And so... I mean, I don't know if she's married, um, if she's dated black or dated someone else of her race before, but I I will not be surprised if some of these experts, and not even experts, producers, mm. will match people based on types that they will never find attractive no, because they want to quote unquote break their cycle yeah. of bad dates or be- break their cycle of bad relationships. But hor- like ultimately, it causes more issue, especially if it's like too much of an extreme. And I'm not saying that her dating outside of her race is extreme, but her date in a stripper wasn't extreme for her and it was very clear from like the get-go the way he told her her job but you know what was really interesting about them her thing oh do you know what's really important to me sorry i don't know why i had a weird yes what was that you know what's really important to me um what's really important to me is um i love harry potter like i love it and then he was like i love harry potter if you put your list of requirements for your husband. But let's just deep the fact yes. that you're looking for a husband and you said, must love Harry Potter. You wait, get what wait. the fuck you get. Wait, money, you, you cannot would you complain. Not, would you not have done that? No. No. <laughs> I will say, uh, the one thing to admit, I've never watched Harry Potter. Money and the rest of the girls have. <laughs> so, that Can was I say what, something? They, they loved it when we were growing up. Yeah. Watched a Harry Potter film the whole way through since I was maybe 22. No, I thought you were gonna say 15. <laughs> no, maybe 22, and that's because it's on ITV every yeah. every Saturday. Yeah, I would never make a choice about my husband. Yeah, based on whether or not he's seen those films. And yeah. having met when I was at uni, I met a lot of people who made Harry Potter their personality. Yeah, and which, they which group are you me, in or which house are you in? They turned me all the way off. Never like, I was a yeah. fan of the books and then I stopped being a fan based on the fact that they were so much of a fan. It was a massive yeah. turn off. So for me, whenever I hear anyone be like, I love Harry Potter and they're a full grown adult, I'm like, oh, red flag. It's like yeah. being a Disney person as an adult. Yeah. And when I say Disney, I mean... Like, oh, the full... I'm, I am invested in this aerial um, <laughs> drama. I don't no. care about this. Yeah. 
I will probably not see this film in a cinema. I'll wait till it's on Disney Plus. I don't have, I don't, I, I think it's weird because obviously I'm a person who watches a lot of TV and is very passionate about the TV yeah. that I watch. There is nothing I love so much as a TV show that if my partner watched it and was like, I don't get it, I'd be like, this rap. Yeah, to me that, that kind of thing is, a, is too much of extreme and it's a bit too superficial for me personally. If, for instance, they made their life and they're like, oh, I'm going to the Harry Potter convention every single weekend, I'd be like, no, that's a problem. But if you just like something, oh, I like, you know, I don't know, True Blood or whatever random show, I'm like, cool, you like True Blood. It's not going to define your personality, yeah. which I think was quite weird. And to me... But it never came up again. Exactly. To me, this whole thing with... um, We we, we were talking for each couple, I can't remember her name, what we were talking about her. Um, That whole thing about the Harry Potter thing, I felt was probably a bit superficial on their part where they probably put on the the list of things they wanted, like, oh, I want a guy who's ambitious and this and this and this. At the bottom of the list, like, oh, it'd be nice if they like Harry Potter. And the the experts will say, oh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, done. And that's the issue I have with the experts. I don't... Or the producers because I think that they pick the most superficial things and be like well she likes Hugglepuff and that person likes Hugglepuff too I'm just literally making Hugglepuff. a Hugglepuff it's Huff it's Huffle oh Hufflepuff yeah Huffle. see again when I called it this is an old auntie that I'm doing this podcast with by the way Shoshana is literally 72 years old um, at one point I said there was a nine and a half stations and they were like no it's nine and three quarters and do you know there are people who go there on the, the special day that no. school starts. Okay, again, another red flag. If a guy was like, oh, time to go to Let's King's go cross. cross. I'm like, to do what? Are you going to take me to Paris on Eurostar? No. Gonna stand it's time to head to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Um, it's a TV show, so yeah. there are producers producing. Yeah. But what I like about the show is, that, like, no matter what happens on this show, you're going to walk away from it having grown as a person. When I watch a show, I'm like, I would handle that this way, I'd mm. handle that that way. Like, I, I imagine myself as, like, the perfect person to be married to. But equally, like, there are certain people on there that, like, I have to admit, I share a kinship with, who are probably... Everybody else watching it is like, she's a nightmare. And I'm like, yeah. damn, she's me. Yeah. <laughs> she's me and I actually become, I feel like I'm a cool dude. And apparently I'm <laughs> a like, nightmare. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here being like, I'm just like a chill, like a chill dude. And like seeing her, I'm like, oh, I'm an old, oh, that would be me. I'd be like, I'm gonna go home. I don't like this. Oh, I think you're talking about Whitney, but we'll talk about each couple. But the only thing I will say is that if I was gonna be on the rest of the dating show, it will be Love is Blind. Did but you think you're going to meet Cameron, but Cameron's been and gone, babe. No, there won't be another look, one. Look, all I know is that Netflix will ho- hopefully bring hot guys. When are they going to do it in the UK? Enough with the Americans. I, I hope so anyway. I really Girlies. hope so. I really hope so. Pinia is just, back. <laughs> That's what's saying. Is that uh, Listen up. I feel also like with these franchises, there's a really love love is mine. Brazil, yeah, in Japan, mm-hmm. it just makes sense that UK will be next, and Australia. And you know when Australia does does it, it'll be wild. Yeah, yeah be they, wild. I don't know what's going on over there. No, it'll be, something in the water. Something in the water. Absolutely. But should we just go through these couples mm-hmm. and then just? <laughs> I don't know if we give us a three minutes or just go just go for it because I have thoughts. On I think we should couple. each each of us right. We should go in alternate in order you do three minutes and then i'll do a rebuttal to what your three okay. minutes is okay and then okay. i'll do three minutes you can do a rebuttal to what my three minutes all right is. cool all right okay so, so we'll start with shanita and jordan yes you start um this oh wait hold on let me tell you when your three minutes starts now all right <laughs> this is probably my favorite couple so far because they feel the most authentic they i feel that like they could be a real couple in real life i know that on the 
the gaze of this experiment that they are married and i think that's gonna add some complications and we will see some conflict in this relationship but i just felt from the minute they met the fact that their families align the fact that their values align the fact that they, they even feel a bit similar and similar in personalities means that i'm not as concerned i don't know the longevity of the, the relationship because these type of sh these type of couples on these shows they don't last I just, there's very 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 few success stories but i have a lot of hope in this couple even if it's just for the longevity of this series run on Channel 4. But um, I really like them. I do think, however, that there is there is going to be some communication breakdowns because Shanita is a bit tough on Jordan and Jordan comes across a little bit, not sensitive, but I think at the moment he wants to be like, everything is perfect, everything is great. And he doesn't want to get into the conflict, whereas Shanita can be quite fiery and... I don't know how that's gonna play off in the long term because if he if he holds things in like we were talking about with Nick and Danielle, this could be a recipe for disaster. But I have hope. I have faith in this couple. You have two more minutes, or are you good? I don't think I have much else to add. <laughs> I don't have anything else oh, to say. I mean, because we're gonna talk about um I think it's Thomas and Adrian, we'll talk yeah. about that drama, but I feel like I feel like I wanna see more of the real Jordan. And I just feel like at the moment he's just trying to be nice because they're still technically like two weeks into their marriage. Yeah. He's, she's still a friend or she's still a, um, she's still someone that he's just getting to know. Mm. And I just want, I, I just think they need more time to, for us to understand whether this is a long-term thing or just there for a good time. But I really like the couple. I will say, I agree with everything you just said. That one thing to me watching it that I felt a bit like, oh, this, this actually might not work is that thing where he was like, oh, Shanita said that I might have ADHD and that really upset me. Ooh. And I was like, having ADHD is not a bad thing. Mm. As a person who thinks that she has ADHD, I don't <laughs> think it's necessarily a bad yeah. thing. I can understand how, depending on how the person says it to you, it could sound like an insult. Mm. And I've definitely had someone say to me something, you know, about my mental health that's made me think, like, who the fuck do you think you are like, telling me that? Even yeah. though I was genuinely probably, I did have depression at the time. But it's like, you're not going to tell me I'm depressed. Mm. I, I'm fine. I was like, I'm sorry about that upset him. And I also think if you come from a space where people don't talk like that, yeah. like I'm a person who's like on the phone to my friend being like, I think I have ADHD, I think I have a brain tumor. Like I'm constantly self-diagnosing myself. So if someone else came up to me and was like, do you have ADHD? I'd be like, I really do genuinely think that. Do you know what I mean? It would have, yeah. like my partner, I'd be like, thank so you you also think that. So yeah. that means that I'm right. But if I'd never thought that, someone just turned around to me and be like, I think you're autistic. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. E. Also it's the way you, actually, how else can you say that? There's... ADHD. Maybe she, if you're laughing, it seems like a joke. Yeah. Hey, babe. <laughs> but then, but then... You're so forgetful. It's like you have ADHD or something. And then it's like, but seriously, you have do ADHD. you? <laughs> <laughs> I, think you have I don't ADHD. think there's any nice way to say it. And, uh, do you know how she like? She's a social worker. She works with kids. Yeah. Maybe she. I can imagine she'll follow up. And be like, because you remind me of those kids that I teach <laughs> who have ADHD. You might have ADHD. You should go home right now. Get tested for ADHD. I think oh. you've got it. Which I can imagine. I just. I feel like in that sense. That's a tricky thing. Because if you're a person who's quite blunt, mm. and I don't think she thought what she said was wrong. Mm. She, she apologised, and I think in a right way where it's like, I did not mean to hurt you. I wish I hadn't said it, right? Because I didn't mean to hurt you. But I don't think that she didn't think it was a natural thing to say. She definitely did. And if she was with someone arguably a bit more streetwise, or maybe not even streetwise, a bit more just used to a bit of, like friction 
it wouldn't have been a problem. But he seems to me like, he's like, I love my mom, I love my sister, everyone loves me, we would love each other, everything's great. That mm. it's a space of like love. And her version of love, which is like, I love you, but I also have some ways that you could improve. Mm. Can, could be, could feel like, oh, you don't really love me. Yeah. But I, one thing I do like about their couple, about this couple is the maturity in the conversation. Yeah. Even when they were speaking to the expert and, you know, uh, Shanita kind of explained the story about the ADHD and she quickly owned up to it. Like, I could have said things differently. I could have done this better. It was, it showed her understanding. It showed a bit of emotional intelligence that she understood the mistakes she made and what she could do differently. Whereas there's a lot of people that are so prideful that they are not willing to be like, look, I said this, and I shouldn't have said this in this mm-hmm. particular way. Maybe I felt it, but there's a way I could have expressed it. Yes. And I do appreciate that she definitely owned up to it. Um, it was I, very interesting, I felt like, yeah. in that in that session yeah. where she said that story and they came and sat down and then said someone yeah. who well, we'll get to because oh, I've never we, felt we'll more embarrassed in my life <laughs> to be Ghanaian than I in this was moment. Going to drag, <laughs> drag you. I've never been more embarrassed in my life. But he was, the energy was, yeah. Shanita, I said, Shanita is a better woman than me because I'd have been like, you, yeah? <laughs> See you in your square head, brother. You're sitting here telling me about my, what I did. Your wife was dragging you up and down yesterday at that, at that dinner table. She could have eaten you alive. She could eat you alive today. You're pathetic. Don't talk to me. I would have. I would have gone off because who the hell do you think you are talking to me like that? So I respect her for keeping I, her composure. No, but I also I respect him for like when she was like, I need to like remove myself from the situation, yeah. going with her because he could have also just sat there because it was his boy and his boy's coming from. No. No. First of all, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what's going on. You're not in it. Yeah, and you can't disrespect my wife. Yeah, you're and not the, yeah. in it. It doesn't affect you. Mm. I get that you're like, oh, I love you so much. But like, the, I genuinely think that in that moment, he was projecting the energy that he wanted to put onto his wife, onto Chinita. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, of course. And I, I think it was just too much talk. And I loved that the, the experts quieted everyone down and said, look, the, if you want to make comments, only on the put sofa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but keep everything. If you have any comments, keep it to yourself. Yeah. You have to go back to school and say, if you have any comments, any harmful comments, just keep it to yourself. You, yeah, or you want to talk, put your hands up. Exactly. There is a maturity about this couple that we have not seen in some of the other couples, even some of the older ones. Oof. That means that I really have a lot more faith in this couple than I do the others. Should we move on? Now we're on to Zoe and Jenna, your, your three minutes. Oh, I just don't think I have much of a comment on this relationship because I think the biggest issue they have is about veganism. And basically, when you compare it with all the other serious issues, which range from cheating to emotional unintelligence or, you know, you know, the lack of being in a relationship or just being a stripper, I think that this is the most basic (laughs) issue this relationship has. I do think that this couple in comparison to some of the others, they're really in it. I do I believe that some of the, that both Zoe and Jenna are in it for the long haul. And once they figure out where they stand in terms of veganism, and actually, let's be honest, veganism represents compromise. And once they're able to kind of figure out how they can compromise, because they're gonna be different and there are differences. I think once they do, I think that they will be a really solid couple. But for me, 
I don't have much concern about this couple. I think they just probably need to grow up in, in some way. Again, break up some of the selfishness of being being single. And let's be honest, we all know couples of people that have like different eating types, different eating habits. Just, you know, compromise, you know? I think it's a bit more than an eating. It's not a bit more than a diet. I think the issue, right, is that the reason why Janet is a vegan yeah. is because she disagrees on a political level with the act of eating meat. Yeah. And so the problem is that whenever Zoe eats meat, there is going to be a little bit of judgment. Yeah. Like, even if she's not saying anything, there is a bit of a eye roll. There'll be something. I'm sitting here eating my avocado and you've got a whole steak in front of you. And if you are a person who believes that, it probably is quite difficult to be like, well, I believe that's wrong. I'm okay with my partner and my kids and blah, 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 eating me. Like, surely if I really believe this thing, I wouldn't want anyone in my family to be like, we don't do that here. Maybe you do that where you're from. We don't do that here. The political stuff is something you do need to talk about. Mm. The actual act of, if I'm eating greens and you're eating meat, and that's a problem, that you can get past. But where Zoe doesn't want to hear about why Jenna is a vegan, because if she hears it, she'll feel bad, Mm. is a bit of a like, but that's exactly what veganism is, Mm. you know? So, So, if you're saying to Jenna, I don't want to hear about a part of your life, mm. which is why she feels upset. And that's why she feels like it's not really a compromise. Cause she's like, I'm trying to tell you about something that's important to me. And you're mm. going, Oh, I don't want to hear about it. If it is in my ears, it's scary to me. Mm. And then equally on the other side, it's like, yeah, if something's scaring you, your partner shouldn't keep going on and on about it. But one of you's going to have to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know for them because yeah. I, and I feel like they, I genuinely think that they do like each other. I don't doubt that stuff for a second. But when I, if I think about something that's important to me politically, mm. like if I was like, oh, you know, I don't believe that black men should be killed by police officers. Mm. And you're like, I just don't want to hear about it. That would become <laughs> a problem. Do you know what I mean? I, no, I completely agree. I mean, I think veganism and that is no, but you, different level. But yeah, but you, for the, vegans, the, it's the, not. The poli- yeah. Okay, sorry. And now I feel like I'm sounding like Jenna. Um, <laughs> and sorry, I don't mean to offend any vegans, but yeah, I, I do agree that if it's for a political standpoint, it's not like just for like, I don't like the taste of. Yeah, exactly. She was butter. like, I just don't like, yeah. yeah, I don't like whatever. It's fine. But, but it's if, like, it, if it's a political thing, I do understand. The same way as like religion. I yeah, think exactly. Yeah. So Even I, when they were talking know. about the wine thing, she's like, oh, why did you tell me that about the wine thing? Like it's made me go off wine. It's like, actually, this is a really interesting thing because so many of us don't think about how animals or animal carcasses are used in any way beyond mm. oh i ate chicken so that's chicken mm. um and if you decide you're not going to eat or use anything that's made from an animal suddenly your entire diet becomes mm. restricted mm. and that's difficult mm. but she's not able to express like yeah it was really difficult for me to make a decision to move to veganism but here's mm. why because the minute she starts zoe is like yeah and then zoe's trying to get be like pat me on the back because i ate a veg today and it's yeah. like but yesterday you ate four rashes of bacon, so I don't really know what you want from me. Um, and that's where com- that's the whole point of compromise. You cannot have a relationship where it's just you. So many of these people in this show are so used to just doing their own thing, being a one person, one man band basically. Mm-hmm. 
And being in a relationship, being in a marriage is more than just that because there's two of you that's becoming one. So you have to take into consideration the other person. And that means, yes, listening to why Zoe is a vegan. It doesn't mean that you will ultimately become a vegan. And I think that's what something Zoe needs to understand. It's not like because you told me that you don't like, you know, that there's a political motivation behind you being a vegan means that I will never eat meat. Mm. I think we need to be realistic. That doesn't always happen. No, Some couples do. Not. Some couples are able to kind of like adapt and just be like, well, that's something that you're really passionate about and I will follow suit. Whereas there's others that are, you know, others where they, they won't. Like I, I, a good friend of mine where her husband is, will eat meat, but she's a vegetarian. She's been vegetarian for decades. Doesn't mean that, you know, when he cooks, he only cooks, he cooks veggie stuff for her, but it doesn't mean that he won't cook something meaty for himself. And also he doesn't expect her to cook meaty stuff for him. So I just feel like, I keep harping back on it, is about compromise, compromise, compromise. I respect that. Me personally, I don't know how you compromise on your like Politically. religious or political beliefs but maybe there is a way is it because well this thing again going back to the application i would have loved to see if zoe said deal breakers someone who isn't vegan because again if the experts had given her someone that loves me is all about meat and potatoes that kind of thing and she said this is a deal breaker that is the expert's fault the same way like you said with the you know like when trump became president for at the end of the United States and ahead of the Republican Party, you started to see some real schisms. That's not a word. Schisms. Schisms. <laughs> <laughs> you started to see some real schisms and schisms between families and between relationships and friends because you started to feel like what line of the what what part of the political line do you stand on? Are you a Democrat or Republican? And it became very, very divided. Yeah. And it became very clear that actually some, some think political values are so important in relationships. Yeah. Because it means that you see the world differently. I think this is something that they can get over, not get over, I think it's something they can work through. It just means that, again, Zoe needs to really manage her expectations and so the Jenna. And they need to listen more. Yeah. And stop making, like, stop making such, like, harsh and rash decisions based on what they think is right mm -hmm. the next couple is Whitney <gasps> and Duca <laughs> so here's my three minutes on Whitney and Duca go on start start when I saw Whitney I said oh no <laughs> because <laughs> oh no I was oh, like no. <laughs> that energy is like when she was like people think I'm a bitch but I'm actually really chill I was like damn I love her already <laughs> I'm gonna be honest I'm like I'm rooting for Whitney. I'm rooting for these bitches on the show. Why can't bitches find love? We deserve love too. I'm backing, I'm backing Whitney. And then I will admit, at the beginning, I was like, Whitney, you're doing too much. But she mm. was like, to be fair, her energy at the wedding felt like very nervous energy. And her trying to distill that nervous energy into something she could control, which was being like, I'm over this. This is fucking weird. This is whatever. And it's, but she was right in some places. Like when they're doing the vows, it's like a promise to be, you don't know me. It's a bit weird to be like, I promise to love and cherish you. Love and cherish me? Well, if I'm psycho, yeah. <laughs> if I burn your house down I tomorrow, don't even know your surname. I don't know you. I think the problem after that, though, was clearly production had made a choice, right, to frame Whitney as the villain in this relationship. But Whitney was like, I'm not going to have that. Keep referring to situations that were happening off ca camera that was leading to this friction between her and Duca. I feel like as well... He is her type. 
She's she's been acting like a little bit like, oh, I don't even like him. I like boys who are bigger. Yeah, he's still bigger than you, huh? Yeah. And he still is what you said you wanted on paper. So maybe think about the stuff you write on paper. Yeah. Because when it, like, I feel like that's the point where you learn about your type, what your type is really. Because yeah. when you're confronted with it, you're like, no, there must it must be more than just like this physical thing. Mm-hmm. But like, things obviously reached ahead with Whitney and Duke Curran. I I I. I believe her that like there is some of Duca that is performative, but I also understand from Duca's perspective that he was like as a kid the way I learned to survive is to be performative, be the guy that everyone's like oh Duca yeah so they're not trying to beat the shit out of me for my accent and the fact that I don't live here, and those two things just don't meet because she wants someone who's gonna be like like she said I like guys who talk too much which at that moment I felt so seen. Because I agree with her. You don't, you don't like guys who talk too much. Stop talking. Yeah. No, I definitely don't like guys who gets into women's business. Don't talk. Yeah. I actually don't want you to talk. See, you want mine. I don't want you to talk. I don't, I don't, I get it. I don't want my husband to be the one who stands up and is like, let's do a toast, guys. Yeah. We're all so lucky to be here. Like, shut up. Shut up. Let that be someone else's husband. So you and me on the drive home could be like, Barbara's husband is always doing the most. And you could be like, yeah, he is always doing it. He's an annoying brother. Like, yes, exactly. That's what I said. And then we are in love because we hate the same person. (laughs) (laughs) But Loki, and this is about my own my own issues that I probably have to work for. But Enemies to Lovers is my favorite romantic movie trope. And now that Duca and uh, Whitney are starting to get somewhere, I'm like. Not any Whitney and Duke are falling in love and getting married at the end of this. I'm here for that. I love Whitney and I want her to be happy. And if Duke does end up being the person that makes her happy, I back her 100%. If he's not, to the curb. Okay. I'm team Whitney, 100%. Okay. Also, apparently, Duke is a stripper. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't get what the problem is. Like, everyone's being, why? I don't think I would care that much. Really? If you make money, if you're a stripper that didn't make money, we would have a problem. Oh yeah, because it means you're a bad stripper. <laughs> you're a bad stripper and you're broke. If you're a stripper and you're making racks, racks on racks on racks, you're making thousands of pounds yeah. a week, why am I being like, I don't know how to do to what, work in a bank and make less money? No. I, Pop your pussy, make that cash, husband. <laughs> I think I would make have a problem. Rain, I, I would have a problem with it. Yes, but, but you're much more prim and proper than I am. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'll be the one in the strip club being like, yes, smash that money. That's my man, that's my man. Um, so, Whitney, or have you got any more? Yes, no. Whitney. That, that was my time. I, I my time. Whitney is one of the most intriguing and provoking characters on this show. I'm calling her character because that's how she came across at the beginning. The thing is, of course, now we've seen a bit of a redemption and her redemption arc starting, but... The issue I had with Whitney is because she discounted Duca from the jump. Mm. From the minute she saw him, she was like, nah, not interested. Mm-hmm. And that was my that was the reason why I felt sorry for Duca at the beginning. Yeah, so and, I, I. and I still have there's still part of me that feels a bit sympathetic towards him because I felt like he wasn't given the chance before he could even be like, This is the reason why we match. This is something about me. She didn't know anything about him yeah. and she was giving him just the business at the wedding. However, I would also add that what she was saying at the wedding, the way she was like creeping in going like, do I take you for better or for worse? Like that is real. That's my internal real. Like she says things 
that other people are thinking but too afraid to say. And she's done it multiple times. Yeah. And I noticed it with the situation with Kwame. Her is the other girl, Jess, I think, and Kwame are sitting there and she's asking Kwame, how do you feel about Kasha? And we will talk about the couple later. But how do you feel about Kasha? And Kwame says nothing. He, he soon talks around in circles. And the experts have already identified this guy. He does not know how to answer a straight question. Do you like her or how do you feel about her? He'd be there saying it was a lovely time. Or the sun is shining. He would never speak up. But experts said it behind the scenes while we were watching. Mm -hmm. And then Whitney straight away just said it. Yeah, no, but you're not really saying anything. And I really appreciated her actually just vocalizing what she's everyone's the thinking. Voice of the audience she she is. The she's the voice of the audience, even if in a popular opinion. Yeah. And so that's why in that moment of the wedding day when she's at the altar and she's saying all these things that a hundred percent all the brides and grooms are probably thinking. Yeah. She's just saying it out loud, but it was just the wrong time. Yeah, I don't moment. think she I think she's one of those people who's just like, Look, I say how it is and it's like Right. right, but sometimes saying it how it is actually adds the, the discomfort exactly. in a situation exactly. where you're uncomfortable. Because I felt like, you're doing this because you're uncomfortable. You're saying, I'm uncomfortable, this is a weird yeah. experience, but you're not taking into consideration the other person, how they're yeah. going to react to what you're saying, and it's like, so, now you're making them uncomfortable. And also, it was a, almost a bit offensive to Duca and to the family. Yeah. And this is their first experience with you as Duca's wife, as a potential additional member of the family, and you're dead, almost showing your ass, going... I don't really know about this one. So that's why at the beginning, the first week of the episode, I was not here for Whitney. She was getting on my absolute nerves. She was too, she was too catty. She was too stuck up. Um, and then week two came in and she was, and actually even the honeymoon, she started really making this kind of like, um, she was really protesting that this guy is being performative. He's saying things behind the scenes. And the reason why I do believe her is because Duke actually admitted it as well. He yeah. was like, yeah, I was saying, so. I have said certain comments behind yeah. the scenes. And so I know that she wasn't lying. And I do appreciate her break, even breaking the fourth wall because, and I'm going to mention this again, you know, later on for some of the other couples. We 100% need more cameras. Yeah. I we think need more cameras. We are missing We're big, big chunks. Like, yeah, the, the, the drama between Ad Adrian. Thomas and Adrian and Shanita and... April, what's her name? Was, but yeah, we missed out that piece of drama. We missed out all the drama with um, April kissing the girl in the hot tub. Like, the one thing I love about the American one, I'm sorry, this you is get a all tangent. Of it. You they, get it all. they put the cameras in the house. So when they'll be, they be arcing at 2 a.m., they'll flash to the, the security camera that's in the corner of the living room and you'll be seeing them in black and white fighting. It makes it live. However, it means, again, it's probably more difficult more for them to be. Yeah. But. That's one of the reasons why I would love to have more of the camera behind the scenes because I would love to see this side of Duca that Whitney's definitely experiencing and we're not seeing. I'd also, but also you could argue that like the because of the way that Whitney has been behaving, like I can imagine making a throwaway comment if someone just like oh, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here, be like listen, when this comes out, I'm gonna look a lot better than you do. As a throwaway comment yeah. that that makes that person think oh you're just here because you want to be, which is not necessarily what I meant, but what I'm saying is you're misbehaving yeah. and your misbehaving is going to look worse than my misbehaving here yeah. but i think the thing that really like i don't know call me sentimental but oh. like whitney telling that story about her mom like i just absolutely see how everything about who she is goes back to that central yeah. thing yeah. and that like she I don't want to say this because I, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm justifying her behaviour because yeah. she absolutely needs to work on it. But like, she's doing her best. Yeah. Like this is what she's had. This is what she's been doing to cope yeah. up until now, yeah. and you can see it when 
she feels like almost trapped in this situation where everyone's on Duca's side and everyone thinks she's a bitch mm-hmm. and everyone's trying to get her to admit that she's a bitch and she's trying to explain that like no you don't understand like this is where I'm coming from but equally because of the way she's behaved like the way she's behaved is still not warranted so she's kind of stuck and then she becomes emotional and it's like because I because I'm sure that this is a person who spends a lot of time trying not to be emotional yeah. like purposely putting up this was like you're not going to get to me yeah. no one gets to me yeah. I get to people and it's like I don't think this is a process you can go through and be like I'm going to go I'm going to slide glide right through yeah. this and I think she's she ends up isolating herself mm. and then she hates the fact that no one believed her mm. or that she felt unheard and that was it like, that was one of the big triggers like I feel like I'm being unheard and you know, she has gone through a whole amount of trauma that you will not wish on anyone. And I think she's trying to cope it in the best way she possibly can. But unfortunately, the way that she lashes out, it becomes, um, sometimes it felt unwarranted to the rest of the team. Oh, the rest of the team? The rest of the cast. It felt My own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it felt unwarranted. I mean, apart from Tom Thomas that was like piping in, it was like, my she, business because you're all way nice either yeah exactly the way you talk to your partner disgusting yeah, so don't yeah, come and jump exactly. on mine so she, she's definitely she's definitely experiencing things she admits that you know I'm going through things I'm still healing I'm constantly in the process of healing and I've quite, I do question whether this is this was the right process at this particular time mm, I think yeah. like I think it's things are still really raw and this type of process especially with the experts are gonna expose all That's that. That's why I think she does need to do it. You think? Yeah, because I think that like, you can only do so much work on yourself by yourself. Yeah. At some true. point, I, cause I feel like she came on the show because she's at 100%. Oh yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And it's been on the show that made her realize like, I'm no, at 70 yeah. or I'm at 45. Yeah. Like you think you're set. She came on that show, this show thinking she was gonna boss this shit. Yeah. And then here she is with this situation with Duca and the way that she interacts, the way that she presents herself, is somehow creating a situation where everyone thinks she's the bad guy yeah. and she's now not able to communicate what is her truth. Yeah. And if she'd not been through this, she would have thought in her head, oh, I could handle a situation yeah. like this. And like clearly going through, it's like this thing yeah. of you keeping your walls up is not working. working so you actually have to be vulnerable. You have to be honest yeah. and say like, I don't like this. I don't enjoy this. Yeah. Something's not right. Yeah. Do you think, cause we're currently at the stage that we're recording, Duca and Whitney are in I think they're going to bone each other. Do sure. you think that they are actually going to make it? They're going to bump butts. They're going to bump butts, but I don't think they're going to make it. I don't know, but I... If we're talking about narrative, if I was a producer, yeah. we're spinning this. We're, I'm putting all of my energy and into to make sure, like, like, make sure you Producing fall in some sort of arc, yeah. yeah. Whether or not they last after the show, I'm not fast. Yeah, or oh, just I, on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'd be doing that stuff where you could, like, oh, we're sending you guys on a date. You know, yeah. stuff that's just, like, it, you can't help but be romantic yeah. on this thing. I d- but thing is... And let's not get past the fact that I... I think she she finds him attractive. No, I do. I do think... I one, I think he's a very attractive guy. I, I think he's an attractive guy, and I think he definitely matches what she describes in her. Yeah, she's, in her he's what she asked for. for. Yeah, but I the thing I question now is whether he likes her. Exactly. Yeah. Perfectly honest, Whitney's behavior alone, first thing first, I think that would turn him turn off. off. Yeah. And I think him saying, "Oh, I want to work hard. I want to want to try." I'll be honest. I don't now. I don't buy that. It's given. I want to. I want to. I want to be on the show. I want to yeah. stay a bit longer. I want to get my followers. Or or. I don't think they're paid for this, but I want the money. And that's why I don't... Now, because at least with Whitney, she was able to just be vulnerable. Not vulnerable, but she was able to be authentic and just say, this is who I am, this is me. 
I do agree that I don't, I don't think we're seeing the authentic Duca, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're ever going to see it until they break up and we have to hear the stories afterwards. I don't think this couple's going to last, no. but it's, it's, it, it's interesting to see this turn of events, especially over the last week where you've seen Whitney open up, you've seen oh, yeah. her I'm break down her wars. Growth. I'm not interested in Duca's growth. I'm not interested in Because yeah. you're right, I don't think we know Duca yet to know what his journey no, is going to exactly. be. I feel like they introduced Whitney, and that's why I feel like, they know who their main characters yeah. are going to be. Because the way they introduce Whitney is like, this is Whitney's journey. Her, yeah. She's a bitch yeah. with, a, with a dark past yeah. who needs to lower her walls and learn to love. Yeah. And that's and, such a clear narrative yeah. that they're creating for her. And with Duco, it's a little bit like... Who is he? he Where loves is he it. from? I remember from his, his VTV being like, I want something that my mum and dad has. And I'm like... What does that mean? I mean, of course, maybe a lovely like your relationship, love long term. Yeah. But then why can't you just go out and find that? You're not an ugly boy. Exactly. So what's the problem? Like, that's it's not clear to me why you're on this show. And that's why the stripper thing is an additional layer that, again, further confirms Whitney's, you know, suspicions that he's not here for the right reasons. And two, makes me feel like he, again, is not here authentically to find love in this way. So I'm very keen to see how the relationship develops i do think the best case scenario is that winnie leaves her with clarity more about herself and who she wants in the partner and, and probably a bit more realism in, in terms of her expectations for a future mate but i think we're gonna get some real eye-opening um scenes with duca probably after the show when he's they're bashing whitney because i think he will and two i think that it's gonna come to a head when they have to start getting physical because i think that's gonna be a big struggle because I think it's going to be hard to be physical with someone who's bashed you for the past three weeks and be like, oh, now I think I love you. I think you're not making space for the men that absolutely get off to being bashed by someone for three oh, weeks. Oh, the sub guys. Yeah, men who love that shit. So, um, I, just I just don't see Duca as one of those guys. I, I've never felt more of a kinship with someone than when they were like, do you find Duca attractive? And Whitney's like, well, he's not bad looking. <laughs> but that's what we all do. Like, if a guy's not like, ugly. Oh, yeah, if a guy's like, oh, you look pretty, you're like, well, you're not too bad. Like you, you never, you never want to give him the same level, like, the same energy. What do energy. you think of Duke? Is he a handsome boy? He's yeah, not an ugly boy. <laughs> He's right. I. But is he handsome? I mean, he didn't make me throw up. <laughs> like, so is he? Ha- just say yes or no to this question. But I do. That's why, again, I like that she's just she's a bit more real in terms of she just says what everyone thinks. Is it right? Not always. Whitney, I'm too Whitney. I don't care about any of the other characters. I do. I'm. I want to just see her get more of a redemption because I, I want no, her. No, I can't to, wait till. Because she's she got bashed massively on Twitter on socials already. Yeah, of course she would and because she's... everybody. But that's. I feel like that's what they set her up for. Yeah. I'm I, not going to sit here and say she didn't say the stuff that she said. Yeah. Right. We're not saying she got a bad edit. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure that she did say the stuff that she did. Yeah. I also feel like everybody knows someone like this yeah, person, yeah. right? And you know that at the core of them, they're actually incredibly vulnerable, yeah. scared person. Yeah. That's why they're the way that they yeah, are. They come, up, yeah. pun- they come out punching all the time. Yeah. Because if I'm already fighting you, you can't hurt me. Yeah. If I'm already throwing punches, how are you going to throw a punch at me? Yeah. That's true. So for me, um, like yeah. I said, I felt seen. I uh, felt heard. I said, I'm not this, this bad. This is sure. Whitney 2.0. I have two extra points to add. Ooh. Only one extra point to add about this. Speed point. Firstly, the whole idea of positioning Whitney as the villain, her being alongside Kasha, the only dark. Oh, girls. but I knew, but you knew it. Yeah, but I just, I when just, just want to flag that. Yeah, but she came in, she came in hot, and the minute she opened her mouth, I knew it was gonna be a problem in terms of like her edit. 
But I just want to flag that I am not. I'm not for this, and it is obvious. <laughs> but you think I'm for it? <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're for it. But I'm just saying it's like let us just again keep on hiding. No, I don't, don't like it at villain. all. Because April as well. Her baby I think is she's villain. the villain. She's the a villain, but she has been very, very covert in the, especially in the way they've been editing her. Like, oh, I only just kissed a girl in the hot tub. It was just, it was just flirting. Fam. I think she's the villain. I yeah. genuinely think she's the villain. Yeah, exactly. Now, the second thing I want to add is that, as I mentioned before, I've watched quite a few of the different franchises from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, it is very, very rare to see an interracial couple. And when I say interracial couple, I mean like dark-skinned women of colour could be black, white, no, sorry, black, Asian, white. <laughs> could, could be white. Definitely could it be white. But, and uh, pairing her with a, um, with a white man, I'll be blunt, it is very, very rare. And to see this couple, how they started off being so bad, I don't want them to revert back being like, we can't do couples like this. I mean, Shanita and Jordan is another example of an interracial couple, but with a dark-skinned woman in this case, I think, I just want to see more representation of different types of relationship, but it not always having to be like the complete extreme, like this is the worst thing, because at the mo- at, that, at the beginning of the series, Duca and Whitney were the worst couple in terms of positioning. And but did because- you feel like it was because she was black? No, I think it's maybe because of her attitude. Yeah. But... Uh, I just, yeah, I, I think that the racing may come up later in the series. Well, um, I think the show, out. no, and I, I think you're onto something. But I just think, yeah. In that the show is not acknowledging race at all. No. And then had put, there's one couple where they are both black. Yeah. All the other black people on the show are with white people. This, but this is rare. It's rare. But, usually... but I think that, that that was weird because I think a conversation needs yeah, to be had yeah. i think I probably... speaking briefly on john boyega earlier today yep like there are people who like a certain type of person and i think even in kwame and kasha kasha's um she she explicitly she's... said that she was the west african man yeah but he was like she's not my usual type and we're gonna talk... we're gonna go on that yeah we'll come soon. on to that and yeah. I'm, i think i just feel like yeah you are setting people up for failure if you're matching with people that they would not they... look at twice as hard yeah. and talking of the john boyega thing for those who don't know, there was a video where he was um, being interviewed by Charlamagne the God on The Breakfast Club where he said that black men should date black women, basically. For him, him being a black man, he only wants to date black women. And that was that was the whole conversation. It blew up on Twitter because how dare he? According to people on Twitter, how I have no... I he? I couldn't care less. Imagine, can you imagine a, like, K-pop star saying, I date Korean women and people being like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I don't, I, to me, I don't... I, but I don't know why it was a big deal. Like he's, he, that's his preference. That's his preference. No, we need to. I, we would have to spend another hour. We'll, out, we'll talk about it another day. But maybe we will. Maybe we won't. No, maybe we do like a date and scribbles episode. We'll we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. date and scribbles. Yeah. But, Bonus set for our Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> date and scribbles. Actually, I'm announcing now. Date and scribbles will be exclusively for Patreon subscribers. We don't have a Patreon yet, but when we do. That's for we'll do date scribbles. <laughs> More to come. So. Yeah, we'll be announcing that. And we'll be revealing our true identity now. Yeah. <laughs> there are just so many couples. I don't know how we're going to fit them all into this episode. I think we're going to need a part two. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned, girlies, because we have a part two coming where we uh, get into the rest of the couples. Yeah. 
catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.